0: Opposite in. Oh. <laughs> testing, one, two, testing, one, two, three.
1: Yeah, there you are. And the, the static's gone. Yeah, I see it.
0: Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to, I'm bringing that uh, file over right now. Okay. It's Gavin Newsom uh, pretty much answering the questions on all the stuff that we talked yesterday in a press conference, like why EDD sucks, why kids aren't playing sports, stuff like that. So I thought it'd be a good lead-in. Okay. Good. why I don't know. I
2: don't
3: know why they picked me. because in charge? Okay. So I, I have the file ready. How do
0: I get it off? I assume Blog Talk to do it, right? They
1: picked me um can you send it to maine or oh yeah send it to the yeah.
0: it's way smarter uh
1: let me let me email you right now <laughs> uh, okay um mike murray wait i mean if you play it on your pc
2: some...
1: if you play it on your pc will it come down the line like your microphone
2: Hmm.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, I just okay. Like in my in my studio setup, I know how to do that. Uh-huh. I just I don't I don't have the software for clean feed and blog talk, so I don't know how to. I'd be I think it's better at this point with uh, 20 minutes ago, just email to you. That way we're not
1: we're not in a panic well, right before showtime. Can you just do? Just play it on whatever player you have.
3: Uh, let's
0: see if it comes over. Let me know. I'm gonna mute yeah. my mic so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know, this guy been arrested We're for assault, eight times. Re- re- no, recently. okay, it's not. Get Um, a- no. Okay, yeah. Email it to me. I'll put it in the system. Yeah, I don't want to You know, so let me email. Them. Yep,
3: come here. Okay. okay.
0: I think maybe just the first 30 seconds is fine out of this uh, file. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to use the restroom. Uh, I'll be right back.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
3: And relied on a majority of Republicans to get those bills passed. Republicans never get the credit. The Republican party, the party of Lincoln, they don't get that credit either. Just this, you know, playful narrative every two years, four years, well now it's pretty much every day that Republicans are racist and sexist and misogynist and homophobic and xenophobic and Islamophobic and now transphobic and they want dirty air water and they want so. Republicans to take your grandma and grandpa in a wheelchair and throw them over a plant to kill them. That's the narrative. But Joe on race gets passed. How do you get away with, with partnering with a Klansman to stop the integration of schools and school busing and, and say that you don't want America's public
4: schools to become racial junk I say we're working overtime on that? What I mean by that is I'm hoping in the next number of days to be able to more specifically answer that question because of our commitment to let these kids back out on the field of play. That said, on the issue of backlogs, we went through backlog through a strike team at EDD. We identified 1.65 million backlogged cases. We were able to get through all but 110 of those. Bullshit. 110 from 1.6 plus million and we've been able to close that backlog and we're making real progress but that backlog and that set. Yeah, back. back, and come
1: back hey so this newsome um where should i pick it up i have
4: said on the issue of backlogs black we went through are we
1: starting with edd yeah, that's, a, that that's said, going to be the big topic that today. Said, I'm... So you have it so at the day, beginning here. I
4: say we're working overtime on that. What I mean by that is I'm hoping in the next number of days to be able to more specifically answer that question. I'm going to cut that off.
1: Perfect. I trust your judgment. Okay. On. So it starts with on the issue of of EDD, a black background. Yeah. That said, on the issue of backlog.
4: We went through backlog to a strike team at EBD. We identified 1.65 million backlog cases. We were able to get through all but 110 of them. What do you mean? Right, that said, that's perfect. The- Again, it's dynamic. That's- so we want to do that with verification, and we want to do it with the sophistication of understanding that we have since last October when we began the process of changing our protocols. As it relates to the distribution of the same. I think right there is
1: cut. We have right Governor, uh, you mentioned that cool.
4: rolling by and, and bounds,
3: and that's 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. Uh, now we don't was that heckled in uh, Fresno? Is
2: that when he was in Fresno?
3: Uh, yes. Attorneys for consultation as part of their plans. That's, they, you know, that's available and the distribution of the same. These are inexpensive options. Hey, Silva. Okay. For everybody.
0: We go ahead and come in here and shut yeah, the door Yeah, lawyers
3: can more. be
4: expensive. Trust me. I know, can be That said, on the issue of
1: it's 55 seconds.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. to lead in.
1: I thought uh, A I thought my most
0: and- awkward segment was the first one. I, I feel like it was uh, so much time. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not used to having extra time at the end of me speaking.
1: Really <laughs> no, and, I, and I'm I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine with playing long sound Um You know, not obviously not too long, but too short. You, you, they they pass you and you don't know what was said. So if you yeah, can get well, the whole conversation wanna, and yeah, if you want to go longer, yeah, I'm okay, completely okay. cool. Whatever you no, feel is great. No no, 57 is good. 57 is a max. Alright, so I'm gonna save save as. Okay, okay, I'll put this in and then cool. <laughs> just call for it.
0: Yeah, I think we should. Uh, that said
4: on the issue of that that said.
0: I think we should just lead it, like, right after Mike's music stops. Uh, or do you want to lead it with the second segment?
1: think
0: you on the issue. Can you set it up? Yeah, I'll set it up. So let's do it coming back into uh, let's come in, uh, at the 18th minute. Let's do it uh, coming into the second segment, because that's really where I'm going to talk to uh, Alyssa Silva here from Flora's office is in that segment, 18 to the bottom
1: half. On the issue.
4: Okay, sounds good. Yep. <laughs> I can't
1: believe oh, the it. On the issue of backlash, okay, you Cool.
4: a
2: dangerous mindset of everybody in this
1: country. And all right, thanks. I'm going to put you back on. I'm going to go into the green room. Understood. And I'll let you. Yep. Okay, cool. And we'll try. Can you hear us? All... Alyssa, can you hear
0: us? <laughs> in The headphone? Yep.
1: Okay, cool. cool. And then I'll... Um... Give the chat open. I'll chat That's in the meantime.
4: 10
1: years old. Uh, yes, I'll open the chat now.
4: Jews, we chat is
0: open, chat. and I'm going to go. Uh, okay,
4: let's
0: uh, say right uh, here.
1: Okay, cool. Others, uh, All right, I'll be on the chat if you need me and listening in the meantime. Uh, 19,
0: in yep, the whole thanks,
1: man. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Josh.
0: Hey, are you guys? Uh, are you asking us to talk into the mic here, or are you just testing the chat here? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute our mics uh, until uh, until we get closer. If you guys do anything, just holler at me in the ta- uh, to uh, in the chat. Heard anything for a minute? Hey, big mic, can you hear us? I hope everything's working. I haven't heard the show in a minute. Our stuff's working. Oh, she knows I'm going on her. Okay. She doesn't know you're going on her. Did she? Oh, I we I just put it on
2: uh, Facebook. On I'm a fight
0: <laughs> hey, You got to market, man. You got to sell yourself. Oh, Twelve minutes.
2: Smile. Oh. Oh. Uh, that was even better than a
0: casual one. Consummate, Alyssa. Have you seen
2: people that have mini pigs in pets? I
0: have. My cousin maybe, has one.
5: Maybe generally needs a
2: mini pig friends. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: My cousin's got a little pig. I don't know why. And it acts just like a dog. Them dogs have risen it. Have... Uh, The glare is my glass. Okay. If you want the overhead light, it's yeah. the upper switch. Six minutes. like to give me help when I'm on the radio. <laughs>
2: They're like, We're
0: calling in, especially the Scots. The Scots are like, what are calling in? But are going to tell you Americans how to do it right. I like their accent. I planning on going on vacation to Scotland and visit them yokels. That's where you're
5: going
0: to go? I think so, yeah.
5: Be a nice break. Yeah,
0: I just need to be in nature and a place where my cell phone doesn't. But I don't plan. I'm just so exhausted, like climbing Mount Dana this year, and the mountains just doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem like a good idea.
2: But I want to.
0: I don't want to be around like a campground or anything, you know. No.
5: Mm-mm. Camping won't
0: do it. Not like a. For me, that's that's not real camping. I do. I enjoy doing it with my family, going out and glamping. But for me camping is a new spot every time, like in the middle of nowhere. A new lake that's not even named in the mountains or like Yeah. That's for me. Yeah, I've only been once before and it was gorgeous but I was a little for most of the time so I wanna go back and <laughs> really really enjoy it. Not military enjoy it. home. formats
5: I'm not sure if you saw. I rescheduled your meeting for June or, yeah, the night. It's on the
2: Wednesday, 1015 to 1045. You had nothing else. no no the
0: show this is the commercials on radio oh, okay. yeah so we're oops. we're listening live to the radio so oh, okay. Hey, can you hear the radio? Can you Can you hear it, dude? Or is it not worth it? I literally have it. 30 seconds. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I'm Josh Whitfield in, privileged to be in, honored to be in for the second day in a row filling in for... The great Michael Douglas and Mike, we again wish you well on your R and R. Uh, and I, I feel like we're in a much better spot today. I feel uh, we've we've gotten through the Murphy's Law from yesterday. Turbulence is evened out, and it's smooth flight, smooth sailing now. Knock on wood, but we are very very happy to have you join us here uh, at the three o'clock hour here on the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, again, we're going to finish up our conversation on the recall election, and we're going to talk about, uh, again, uh, the state agencies and, and really their their struggles through the last 15 to 18 months during the COVID crisis and how that's having an effect on the recall election. In the second segment, uh, about 18 after the, the hour, we're going to have Alyssa Silva from the Office of Assemblyman Heath Flora. She'll be in studio with me this time, and And uh, that's going to be a good segment. And I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with Alyssa Silva from Heath Flores' office uh, to talk about, really, to to try to give you guys an insider look at how uh, local state legislative offices have really become in the last year and a half, the complaint departments, the really the front offices, the front desk, the customer service desks for uh, constituents and people all over California trying to deal with state agencies during uh, the COVID crisis. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a, a good conversation. Uh, and if you want to get in on that conversation, we the phone lines are fixed. Don't hesitate to call us on today's show at 209-551-3483. at any time during the show to share your comments and thoughts and be a part of the show. Uh, Again, we talked yesterday. We talked yesterday about how did we get to the recall. We got to the recall election after several failed attempts to try to recall Governor Newsom. We got to a recall qualification or a likely qualification of a recall election during the age of covid during the uh, crisis uh, of covid and clearly there was enough additional people to sign on to a recall election who are frustrated who are irritated who are fed up with uh, the state government's handling of of the covid crisis and whether whether you believe that uh, the covid crisis should have been taken seriously whether you believe that the government has uh, overreacted i think a majority of californians I really believe the data and the polling data uh, supports that a majority of Californians whether you're you're pro vaccination, anti vaccination, whether you trust uh, generally trust the government or you don't trust the government, whether you like the governor and the executive branch of government or you don't, a majority of Californians clearly believe uh, that leadership out of Sacramento has been sorely lacking and I do believe that's why the recall has uh, qualified. Uh, you know, during this day and age. And there's no doubt, no doubt in my mind that Governor Newsom will face an early ballot. And again, as we said yesterday, uh, the lieutenant governor of California has to set that date and we're anxiously waiting uh, for that date because uh, we're election and politics geeks here. And uh, an election during the off season is super fun for us and probably not for anybody else, but that's that's the way it's going. This recall election, as we said yesterday, this recall election is really a referendum now on the governor of california it's a referendum on his leadership and the and the people of california have clearly sent a warning shot across the governor's bow now in this recall election they're going to have to decide whether or not uh you know to make a change and that's certainly the voters prerogative it is very very difficult to qualify a recall election Uh, if you remember on yesterday's show I talked, I personally have run five different recall elections, and, and whether it's at the local level or the or statewide level, it's very hard. All of the burden, as it should be, is put on the the proponents of a recall election, those people who want the recall. They have to have uh, petitions approved that have to be perfect down to uh, the smallest of details. That's a challenge. Getting the required number of legal and qualified signatures is a real challenge. Uh, that's why the first umpteen efforts to recall Governor Newsom in his first term failed. They didn't get enough qualified signatures. This time, it appears that they have. And we're going to talk in today's show all about the reasons why this recall was elected and what effect it's going to have in the inevitable recall election coming up. Quick reminder, just a little back, backtrack into yesterday's show. Remember, in a recall election, for all of you uh, non-political geeks and nerds like me out there, there's two questions on the ballot. The first question, should the governor be removed, yes or no? If 50% plus one additional voter says yes, the governor's out. No matter who fills it, that's done. The second part, or the second half of the ballot, is going to be this open jungle ballot where you're going to see hundreds of names. Uh, Running for governor because that's the way the system works here in California and whoever is the top vote recipient uh, Out of that assuming part one receives a majority. Yes, vote that person then uh, takes over as governor of California That's how it worked. That's how Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Got in against Gray Davis at the last recall election statewide recall election And that's how the process is going to work so Uh, Yesterday, there was a lot of talk about who I thought was uh, was the uh, most likely candidate to take over should Governor Newsom be recalled. Um, And, you know, I I shook the tree a little bit. I heard from a few of you that, uh, uh, you know, objected to me thinking that in the power rankings so to speak that kevin falconer was number one on the list for republicans i'm neither endorsing or not endorsing him i I just believe that in a general election and for re-election chances a, a kevin falconer is just in the best position right now but remember don't take it with a grain of salt folks remember i said yesterday uh this is way too early to take seriously type of prognostication i mean campaigns are just getting fired up There's so much that's going to happen, entire eternities are going to happen. So uh, those of you that took it as me endorsing someone or the other, I've made no personal endorsements in this race uh, one way or the other. Uh, And so I I do I do share the fear, though, that the Republicans have overcrowded the field uh, with their multiple factions. And we talked about that yesterday. And I think that's going to be a real problem for Republicans heading into this general if they cannot coalesce around one candidate, whoever. That candidate may be. Uh, and I think that's important, especially with the Republicans being in a minority and voter registration in the state. It is an uphill battle to climb in both departments, getting your guy elected and, of course, getting over part one, which is yes or no to recall Governor Newsom. That's just math. There's just way more Democrats than Republicans registered in the state of California. So that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Uh, Look forward to taking phone calls today. I I definitely want you guys to engage. You can call us at 209-551-3483 to talk about whatever your frustrations with Sacramento. Maybe you have some praise for Sacramento. You have an issue you want to talk about regarding the recall or state uh, agencies that have, uh, I think we all can agree, have not met the standard in the last 18 months. Please call in and, and let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Again, you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Joining us in the next segment will be Alyssa Silva, uh, a staffer from Assemblymember Heath office, to talk to us about all these state issues and what they are dealing with uh, in terms of their legislative office, trying to help out with the failures of the executive branch level. Uh, We look forward to talking to Alyssa in studio next. You're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV. This is the Mike Douglas Show. I'm Josh Whitfield in for Mike Douglas. We'll be right back after the break. Yep. Okay.
5: So like when you're talking to me?
0: Oh, huh? no, no, you're good. When
5: you're talking to me, I'm not going to hear anything. You'll hear me and you.
0: Okay. Or if there's someone on the phone, you'll hear the phone.
3: Nervous. Pretty
2: listening. This report is sponsored by the center at Sierra Health Foundation. Even if you are vaccinated, public industry in the crowded outdoor area. Remember when you have to and make sure that your foot mouth and chin are completely covered. You know, you are the center of Sierra
4: Health Foundation. Find the tools you need to get your move. Sign up with Onboard App. A customer you can trust. Job seekers, listen.
0: Two minutes. Four to six inches. If they'll let me know if your gain's bad, and I'll I'll turn your gain up. But I would move it just a little closer. You want to be comfortable. So if you want to lean back in the chair, it's fine. You'll be fine. Just look at me, talk at me. No stress, okay?
3: <laughs>
0: just think of it as a one-on-one conversation.
3: The things I
5: do
2: for this job. <laughs> it's
0: a good skill, man. You know what I'm gonna call it? No. Character building. <laughs> I hate character building. That
2: shit is
5: scary. <laughs> when you introduce me, do I have to
0: say hi? Yeah, we'll talk, but I'll say welcome to the show and just say yeah, thanks for having me, and I'll probably make a comment first time on the radio, first time on the radio. You know, so your mom, uh, your mom must be nervous for you. Yeah, she
5: said going to be fine with the kissy face and that's what she sends you (laughs) dirt dude she's mean Do I have to take out my phone probably,
0: huh? So they don't hear me? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Well, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Again, I'm Josh Whitfield in for Mike Douglas. And you, what you just heard right there is audio from a press conference from the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, who was uh, uh, attempting to tell everybody that EDD is uh, all right. They've taken care of all the backlog, and it's only down to – from millions and millions of backlog cases, they're only down to about 110, 115 Uh, And you could hear the crowd behind him. The crowd was not buying it. The chant of recall Newsom was well underway in the governor's press conference. And I have to tell you, folks, uh, from being on the inside, I promise you, I will put my hand on the Bible. I will do whatever it takes to convince you I'm telling you from the inside looking out. The EDD problem is far, far, far from fixed. And uh, it is something that... uh, is being dealt with every day by legislative offices uh, all over the state because EDD clearly is not capable of doing the job uh, that the taxpayers pay them to do. And uh, it's, it's comments like that, that I really believe are out of touch with Californians because most Californians know it is a hot dumpster fire right now when it comes to some of these state agencies. Uh, Remember if you uh, have, a comment or story or you want to discuss EDD the recall DMB FTV whatever state agency you can call us on the show 209-551-3483 551-3483 and joining me now in studio from the office of assembly member He Flora a district staffer out of the office Miss Alyssa Silva Alyssa thanks for being on the show today Thanks for having me So Alyssa uh first time on the radio yeah. in your career You know, (laughs) you're you're doing great, Alyssa. Uh, I'm really happy to have you on the show today, Alyssa, because you, you really have, uh, you really have, uh, give me just one second, folks. Let's try that one more time as we work through the technical difficulties. Alyssa, thank you for being on the show today.
2: No problem. Glad to be here.
0: So, my my bad, folks. Uh, user error on my end, and I had this poor young lady, her first time on the radio, muted. Uh, but Alyssa, I'm I'm so excited uh, to have you on the show today because, uh, because the work that you're doing specifically. Uh, for the office of Heath Floor is this uh, constituent service stuff, this casework. You are helping people pretty much exclusively uh, with EDD, DMV, FTB, these state agencies. Uh, that's pretty much what you're doing for for the Assembly Members' Office. Is that correct?
5: Yes, I mostly right now work with EDD because it's such a large issue.
0: So for our for our listeners, uh, can you explain? give us a sense of what's going on because i know i know your office is getting a lot of phone calls from a lot of frustrated people because uh they hear the governor say everything's fine EDD's fixed uh, uh in, in in your office in the assemblyman's office uh are you guys still getting uh EDD calls complaints how is it going on in the office right now
5: yeah it's nowhere near fixed we're on some days we get as many as 10 to 15 new cases a day And now that's almost becoming the norm. It's almost worse now than it was in the beginning. Um, It's probably going to equal how bad it was in the beginning. A lot of people are calling in still, and not many are seeing payments.
0: So, you know, 10, 15 new cases a day you know you add that up and we're we're not talking five days a week right we're talking seven days a week yeah so we're talking hundreds of new cases a week this has been going on for 18 months this is just one office right there's state senator offices other state assembly members uh in our county and all this that touch the county and they're all dealing with the same stuff and you guys are talking with their offices and i know uh it's highly likely they're dealing with the same thing so uh, i think you kind of touched on it but is it fair to say Alyssa, that uh the EDD crisis is not uh, getting better. It's, it's in many ways starting to get worse.
5: Yeah, it does seem like it's getting worse. We, For a while there, the cases have slowed down, but now it's going right back up again, and uh, it does not look like it's going to be solved anytime soon.
0: Uh, perfect. Well, um, I think uh, the concern uh, that most people have is – is this right California we pay a lot of taxes here in California uh, those taxes are supposed to go to the state government who is supposed to take care of a B and C there's a certain expectation I think when a taxpayer uh, when a taxpayer comes up and says okay here's my tax money for the year I expect roads and and first responders, and I expect uh, my electricity to show up, and all these basic things, but more than that, it's it's critical, right? It's critical to expect in a crisis, which COVID is a crisis, whether you believe it was manufactured or, it, you know, it was an inevitable act of nature, act of God, whatever, whatever it is you believe, right? It's certainly a crisis. We've lost tons and tons of businesses. We've lost Uh, tons and tons of permanent jobs out there. It's been an economic disaster. There's no doubt about that. Uh, So when this disaster comes, people who have paid it forward in their taxes expect the benefits that they're entitled to uh, coming out of that. And I think it's safe to say, from my opinion, and Alyssa, I'm curious if you agree, uh, that that, uh, that probably has not likely happened in a satisfactory manner over the last 15 to 18 months.
5: I agree. I, um, I've um i heard it directly from constituents in this district that they've paid into this their whole life, and now when they actually need it, like this is the first time they've ever used it, it's not there for them. And they feel that the system has definitely failed them, and I can sympathize and agree with that.
0: So are you guys getting – I can only imagine, right, because it seems like to me that you guys are the only ones really talking to these people. Sounds like people are calling EDD. They're not getting through. They're calling other people. They're not getting through. So really – your office, these state legislative offices have really become the, the the landing ground of last resort for desperate people trying to make ends meet to, to get these uh, uh, unemployment benefits or <laughs> driver's licenses or fix their issues with the franchise tax board. And they're calling you guys in a state of, uh, of desperation, really. Um, I can only imagine that you guys are dealing with a lot of uh, angry con- constituents and, and voters out there right now.
5: Yes, we've gotten a bunch of people who have been very upset about it, understandably so. Some people sit on the phone for EDD from the time they open, which is 8, to the time that they close, which is 5. They sit on hold for 3, 4 hours, sometimes 6 hours to just get hung up on or have someone pick up to say, oh, we will put you back on hold, someone will be with you in just a minute, and then stay on hold for 2 more hours. So when they call our office, they're upset, rightfully so. But yeah, we mostly take the brunt of it because no one from EDD can get a hold of, so people can get their complaints out.
0: So safe to say, uh, you guys, I, I just I just can imagine that you guys are probably getting uh, the brunt of these people's anger because they have no one else to vent it to. So, I mean, uh, it's kind of disingenuous, right, because uh, not really your guys' job in a state legislature, certainly to help people out and get them to where they need to go. I mean, that's certainly, I think, your guys' job. But uh, really, you guys have really taken over as the front office, the receptionist, the customer service center uh, for for EDD. True, true or not?
5: Very true. We hear it all from the anger to even the sadness to people being homeless and all of these things that we are now having to deal with that we didn't expect to have to deal with in the beginning, but it's definitely become common for us to deal with now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine, and I'm really happy that you're on the show because, listen, um, I think people have every right to say whatever they need to say about their elected officials. That's a part of the game. Don't run for office if you don't want to be criticized. Uh, don't work in public service if you don't want to be criticized. But um, I do think it's important that people understand what's really going on, that this this really isn't a legislative office problem in the sense of the customer service side. I think it's very fair for voters to hold the legislature responsible to hold the executive branch responsible. But that being said, um, you know, I, I think it's important for people to to understand. Okay. Um uh, the tremendous effort republican or democrat from the northern border uh, or uh, in, next to oregon all the way down to the southern border in mexico like all of these offices all 80 assembly offices all 40 state senate offices are have really become the de facto customer service desk for these state agencies right now who who are clearly still 15 to 18 months later incapable of uh, of doing the job so you guys are doing it my question is Alyssa, is how, how do you do you feel that that uh, all of these state legislative offices uh, having to deal with this issue, do you feel uh, that it uh, it might be taking away from, from other work as well?
5: I definitely agree. Um, I would say right now our cases would be triple, even quadruple, what a normal caseload would be if this crisis wasn't going on. And so we are spread super thin. Each of the caseworkers, everyone is taking on a large load, and we can only do so much to help.
0: Well, listen, uh, we appreciate the inside look. Stick around for the third segment for us. We're going to take some calls on the way back in. Uh, You guys on the radio, please stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Power Talk 1360. This is the Mike Douglas Show.
2: Killed it.
5: I was scared I was going to say something I wasn't supposed to say.
0: Great job. It's really nice.
5: We're going to take calls from constituents. Hey, I hope that guy gets
2: on. John Kipalic. Huh? John Kipalic. The one that's like, hey, So um,
0: we'll go to 45, and then uh, we'll go five-minute more minute commercial break, and then 50 to 58, and
5: then we'll be done. I'll have to talk when the constituents call in or people call in. Huh? Will I have to talk when people call in?
0: Let's see how I do. Here's what question they asked. I want to kind of separate host and the office, even though.
5: Hmm.
0: I want to separate host and the office. So if they have like a flora question, I'm gonna get it to you. To Will you
5: tell time. me? You'll lead me into it. Okay.
0: you hear me. <sighs>
2: <laughs>
3: the Europeans they're they like <laughs> they're trash right
5: now. Are they listening? Yeah.
3: producers are trashing their
0: own commercials. Like, uh, cover your chin. Back to the Mike Douglas show. Again, I'm Josh Whitfield in for Mike Douglas. Of course, you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV. If you want to call in the show, uh, you can call in at 209-551-3483, 551-3483. And we're going to go right now uh, to a caller, uh, Debbie from San Jose County. Uh, Debbie, uh, welcome to the show. What say you?
5: And thank you very much for taking the time and the caring to take this call. I know everything about EED in the state of California. I wish I didn't, but I do. But that I'm not concerned with. I'm concerned about workers' compensation because even Cal-OSHA is afraid to do anything to come into Stanislaus County or any other part of California, by the way. And Cal-OSHA is a federal program to protect the injured workers. In the state of California, every law that can be broken about workers' compensation is being broken and has been broken. And I've got proof of that. I'm not just saying it. If I was just saying it, that would be one thing.
3: But I've got proof. And the proof is
2: it can't
0: Uh, Debbie, I apologize. I'm being told. I can definitely hear you here in my studio, Debbie, but I'm being told by our producers that you're not coming over the radio. But, uh, Debbie uh, Debbie was talking about, uh, and we definitely apologize to Debbie, obviously, with Mike being out and, and things. We're still working through some technical difficulties on the show today, Debbie. But uh, just in case uh, the folks in here on the radio, Debbie was saying that uh, uh, she hears us on EDD, but she has uh, some re- real issues with workers' comp and uh, was commenting on the fact that Cal in her opinion, afraid to come into Valley or County that she has some, some real concerns there. So, um, and I think, uh, I think that's a fair point, uh, Debbie, in the sense that, uh, uh, it's not just EDD. I think EDD is front and center right now because there's just millions and millions of Californians who are being, uh, uh, getting a lackluster service on emergency benefits. But, uh, Debbie, I think you're absolutely right. Debbie, I think, I think, uh, uh, it's not just any one state agency. We're definitely seeing, uh, it appears to be recovering, but early on in the uh, coronavirus pandemic, we are seeing an issue with DMV and people trying to renew their driver's license uh, and, and stuff like this. Real ID is showing up October 1, 2021. And people, whether you like the real ID or not, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a thing, you know, it's going to be a thing in the sense of uh the, the communication from government on this this deadline. There's going to be a lot of people in the month of October are going to try to fly domestically. I think in the United States they're going to get turned away at airports. They don't have the real ID. You know that's that's going to be a thing. Uh, you know FTB. You know is is clearly understaffed and, and not handling the uh, works All this stuff. It's, it's it's across the board. And I, I think the frustration. I know I have the personal frustration about representing anyone's opinion my own here, but I think, I really do believe that a lot of the people's frustration is this, is California is one of the highest tax states, or relatively speaking, the highest tax state, depending on what metrics and what you want to use, in the nation. And I think people look at the conditions of our roadways, our infrastructure. I think people, Debbie, look at the the what has become the biggest boondoggle, in my opinion, in government spending history, high-speed rail. You know, And I, I, listen, I, I think uh, high-speed rail and, and – and, I was stationed in the Army for three years in Europe. They have tremendous public transportation. I'm a huge believer. Uh, but it's got to be done right, and it's got to be done the right way. And we have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on high-speed rail debt, uh, to your point, uh, of just the state not minute. it. An any sector right now uh, for something that we can't even get a track made, you know, from like Bakersfield to Fresno, let alone southern border to northern border. So we have the state government takes a lot of money. And I think the real uh, question is, do they spend it? Are they good stewards of the taxpayers' money wisely? Uh, I think Californians, Debbie, to your point, they have an expectation. Uh, that, uh, if they are going to be taxed at this level, I mean, the whole point of this gas tax and these road tax, which I think has helped locally. I've seen a lot of city, to be fair, I think a lot of city governments have utilized that money to help, uh, fix small streets inside their towns. But my goodness, uh, we still have a long way to go in the state highway system, uh, in California and public transportation. And it's just, there's just, I don't think there's anybody that can look at what's going on right now, Debbie, and, and say that it is, uh the standards that taxpayers uh, expect them to have. Debbie, thank you for calling me to the show. We do appreciate it. We're sorry, again, uh, that uh, there were some technical difficulties we thought we had to fix. Uh, but Alyssa, you are you're, you're, you're a young lady, a college, uh, college young woman, and uh, you drive a a monstrosity British car called a Mini Cooper. Uh, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you drive around in this, this, uh, very small car. I'm more of a truck guy myself. Uh, but I can only imagine that you, you feel this, uh, as you're driving this, this car and, and, uh, how do you feel? What, what, you know, I, I'm curious, Alyssa, because you are, are you Gen Z or are you a millennial?
5: I believe I'm Gen Z. Okay.
0: So you're early Gen Z-er. You're, you're what? I can, I can say your age you're on the radio. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 years old. OK. Uh, what is your gender? What is the young people? What are the future? What's the future think of what's going on in California right now? Just from your perspective, maybe not your opinion, but what do you think your generation thinks uh, of what's going on? How, are you paying attention? Is your generation paying more attention now to state government over the last 18 months uh, with all these critical failures uh, that we've seen come out of Sacramento?
5: I definitely think everyone's paying attention, even those of my generation. were starting to become involved with this because it's becoming everyone's problem. And like you said, with the roadways, it's ridiculous. I mean, personally, I not even popped a tire, but broke a rim because a pothole was so large in the middle of the roadway. And I know that so many people have had to deal with this going on the freeways. You hit giant bumps that you think your car is going to break. Um, and I definitely think people are starting to take notice. And I think all the crises that are going on, especially with EDD, people are getting frustrated. People my age call in all the time with their issues as well. So I think it's definitely seen around the board.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, just looking at the data list, I think that's a great point you just made. Is it, it really seems, in my opinion, that this EDD crisis is affecting your generation, younger people, uh, at an ex- extraordinary rate, and an older generation at an extraordinary rate. We've really seen that. Uh, Those two kind of extremes. Now, now everyone's being affected by ADD, but it really seems to be uh, focused there. Do you think, Alyssa, that uh, maybe not just out of Sacramento and California, which is what we're talking about, but just politics? Okay, because I remember when I was your age, uh, uh, a decade or more ago, we'll keep my age top secret. Uh, But I remember, you know, being fresh out of the Army uh, or in the Army at 20. Um and it just felt like a different country with different issues and different priorities and, and it feels like so much has changed in the last twelve years, even here in the state of California, where there was a massive voter apathy. Then in twenty twenty we had the largest turnout election in, in the history of the United States. Do you think that people of your generation who who I think it would be fair to say were apathetic before twenty twenty? Are, are now taking a serious interest in politics because they realize that it's affecting their lives. What do you think's driving a, a renewed interest in Gen Z getting involved in politics?
5: I definitely say that we see the we see how things are and we they wanna make changes. They know that they themselves have a voice and that they can be heard. And so I think a lot of people are starting to voice their opinions and voice what they feel is wrong. And I think that's why so many people came out and voted everyone just wanted to be able to voice what they felt was right and what they had to say, and they just wanted to be heard.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I always like hearing what the young people are up to and what they're doing. We're going to take one more break to come back with the final segment to close out the show. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Mike Douglas Show. I'm Josh Whitfield, in for Mike Douglas today. You're listening on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be right back.
2: Good.
5: Are they talking crap on me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're really
0: happy. Yeah. I'm right yeah. We're killing. Sucks that the phones are jacked up again, so they we could hear her. They said they wasn't coming through the radio.
2: Hey, is there anybody there? I don't, um,
0: don't want to hear anymore about
2: E E. D. Yeah. Like a lot of people are
5: pissed. I was hoping that wasn't coming my way. I was like, <laughs> I, did a, I had my response. I was like, man, this is a federal issue. I mostly deal with state issues.
2: In crowded outdoor areas, remember when you leave the house to mask up and make sure that your nose, mouth, and
3: chin are completely covered. Learn more at covid Dirty State.
2: Anyone that ever says again,
3: battle Text battle to 64000 and try it for free. Battle works because it's built around real life. It teaches you...
0: Two minutes. when I guess so, it Said before, this used to be a three-hour show.
2: Jeez.
3: I enjoyed it though.
0: Back to the Mike Douglas Show. I'm Josh Whitfield in for Mike Douglas. Of course, you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV, and uh, a little smoother today. The show, uh, you know, still some turbulence. We appreciate you guys uh, working through it as we're uh, we're backfilling for for Mike, who has uh, one of the best radio voices ever. Mike, if you're listening, tremendous, it's a tremendous radio voice. I love listening to your commercials. We've talked a lot today about EDD and state agency failures and how that has come in. We've talked a little bit about the recall election, but again, folks, uh, being being an elections professional, I can tell you there's no doubt whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, non-NPP, Green, Libertarian, whatever. There's no doubt that there is now a unique coalition of voters that was able to qualify this recall election against the governor, and there's no. It's not a coincidence that it happened during. COVID lockdowns and and such and such like that. Um, Not a coincidence at all. And it's very, very clear. And I think if you ask any pollster or anybody who's a politico on the inside, I think everybody understands that the anger uh, and the frustration, the irritation and the desperation of a lot of millions and millions and millions of Californians is raw and it's palpable right now. I think you're seeing the governor uh, make some moves to try to curb that anger before he's going to be forced to an early election. Uh, I think uh, June 15th, when he gives his press conference, uh, where I think a lot of us expect that he's going to largely reopen the state and kill different mandates and executive orders and such like this. uh, You know, you have to ask yourself the question. And I think it's a fair question to ask, and I honestly don't know the answer. Was that compelled by this incoming recall election? Or is it just a pure coincidence? That's for you to decide. But what's true, without question, is there is a significant number of Americans who are frustrated with the state government, especially at the executive branch level, Um, especially with the governor and his handling of this coronavirus crisis his handling of the state budget, his handling of his spending and legislative priorities are all going to become packaged in this referendum of his leadership, the referendum of his handling of the crisis at the state level. The governor has taken several, several losses in court over his policies, liberal courts, by the way. Our our Circuit of Appeals Court is not known for being a conservative bastion of jurists. He has taken a huge loss against religious liberty at the Supreme Court. He has taken losses in in district courts up and down the state, uh Assemblymember uh Kylie and Assemblymember Gallagher, two Republicans, uh sued pretty much to curb his executive power, which was open-ended over the COVID crisis. They sued successfully. That case is still being uh, dealt with in court. It's being appealed now by the governor, but the governor took a big fat L in court on that. The governor took a big fat L for youth and high school sports out of San Diego. I mean, let's be clear. (laughs) It wasn't like out of the grace of the state government's heart that they returned sports for kids and 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 high school kids, they they were taken a beating in court in San Diego by a coalition of parents. A lot of we had a huge representation of this group up here in the Central Valley called Let Them Play California. And Let Them Play California laid the smack it down, to use a Gen X early millennial WWF analogy. They laid the smack down on the governor and PDPH was forced to, to settle because they didn't want to take another L. And I think this is clear, and I want to finish up my time guest hosting for Mike um, with this, these, these thoughts. The first is this. I think we all can say, from day one of the coronavirus being a, being a crisis to this very moment, as you're listening on your radio, nothing, Nothing has passed the logic test. Nothing was consistent in the communication from the state down to the county, down to the cities, down to school district. I think if you talk to your local elected leaders, they would be as equally frustrated as you are at the lack of communication that's, that, that came out of Sacramento, the contradictory orders and guidelines and communication from everything, schools, sports, recreation, can you use a gym, what you can do outside, does the summer heat kill the virus, does it not kill the virus, no mask, one mask, two mask, three mask, and you can forgive, I think, folks, you can forgive and be graceful, it's not easy leading Something as big as the state of California which is bigger than most nations uh, on earth in terms of population and California given the years the fifth to seventh largest economy in the world whole nation California by itself beats so I think at the beginning of the the the, the coronavirus situation I think you could say okay look uh, this crisis hit. It's fair to give these people some grace period and, and see if they can get a handle on it. But
4: 15 to 18 months later,
0: there is no excuse for the dumpster fire being this large. And 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 to the governor, it's it's you got to operate in the world of reality, I think. And when you have the Webos. When you have the audacity, the boldness to come to the Central Valley of California, as you heard at the beginning of our second segment, that press conference, and you have, you have the boldness to look into the camera and tell Californians that the EDD crisis is resolving, that it's getting better, that, that uh, millions of backlog cases have been resolved and there's only hundreds left. Come on, man. Come on. You know, it's not, even a, it's not even a political thing. It's just a reality thing. It's not. And you can ask, you can call anyone from Imperial County all the way up to Humboldt County, everywhere in between, San Francisco to the Nevada border. There is nobody who would agree with that assessment in any sense of reality.
4: And any sensory house are folks. And if, if if Gavin Newsom, if the governor of California loses this recall election, it's going to be for that reason that so many hardworking Californians feel he is so out of touch with them and their issues,
2: and that they're so frustrated with
4: the unbelievable amount of tax money that residents of this state, businesses
2: of this state,
4: give back to the
2: state government every year. And if there was any states, this is the
3: real
4: problem. if there's any states that should have been ready to tackle a crisis like this, with the amount of tax money and resources available to the state of California, it should have been us, and it has not met the standard. That any voter, regardless of your politics, should should expect from the elected officials. Now, I'm not telling you who to vote for, folks. I'm not telling you what to do.
3: Obviously,
2: elections are complicated. Everyone needs to go out and work their conscience,
3: but I encourage you, deeply encourage you, to educate yourself on these issues and make
0: a responsible choice. I encourage you to go vote uh,
4: when this election comes out. I encourage you to stay involved. Whether you love politics or not, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistakes, politics drives many things in your life, and you ought to have a say. It's your right as a citizen of the United States.
2: I truly do that. And if you're a Democrat voter, I would give the governor's
0: office a call and be like, but I'd get up together on this reality, plan, especially Michigan. And if you're a Republican voter or an anti-Governor Newsom voter, then you've got to go to your campaign. And, and I definitely believe he deserves to be brought back to an early ballot-based
3: on how he handled this thing, whether you believe he should go or should stay.
4: That's your call.
3: But make no mistake folks. this And I'm going to leave you with this quote. of the
4: time,
0: the accomplice to the crime of political corruption and confidence is the indifference of the voters in this country. This has been the Mike Douglas Show. This is Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
2: It's been an absolute privilege. Another guest host takes over tomorrow.
3: Mike, thanks for having me.
2: We'll see you next time. Make up. Oh, it